He is a man on a mission. With a mandate to raise generational leaders. Called to set in order the things that are out of order. And to bring leadership development, human capacity building, and wealth creation to all. Welcome to Maximizing Destiny with Dr. Michael Hutton Wood from the House of Judah, the Leadership Factory, raising generational leaders, impacting the nations. And now, here is Dr. Michael Hutton Wood. In July, we celebrated our 25th anniversary, but because of what was going on around the globe, we couldn't meet up physically to do that. Every year at our anniversary, we take time, as is ordained from the scriptures, to thank God. Every year that is added to you is not um, a right. It is a privilege. Like we heard yesterday from Pastor Daly on the lunch hour. How many of you watch the lunch hour with high achievers? Now, I want to encourage every one of you to take the time to watch these sessions and or watch the replay. And he said something during the COVID, he, 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 he was down. For 18 days, he was in isolation. And the conclusion he came to was, we must be grateful and we must be thankful. He nearly died. Amen. So, it's important that we give God thanks when he adds one more year to a physical year and organization's year or church year. Amen. Are you in the house? All right. I'm speaking today on where are the nine? Where are the nine? Please write that down. Where are the nine? Gratitude on my 60th birthday Thanksgiving service. I explained to you, I think I gave you about 10 reasons why you must thank God. 10 reasons why you must thank God. It is commanded of God that time is set aside to give God thanks for the things that he does. Now, when you read Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter 17 from 11 to 19, he says, And it came to pass that as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men. Everybody say ten men. Then met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And Bible says, they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, or house of Judah, Master, that's Bishop, have mercy on us. Then when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourself unto the priests or to the pastors. Go show yourself to the pastors. And it came to pass that as they went, as they obeyed the instruction of Jesus or the man of God to move, it says, as they went, they were cleansed or they were healed. When they obeyed Jesus and took off, the Bible says, they were healed. And Bible says, and one of them. Now, how many men sought for help? How many men sought for help? And the Bible says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed or delivered or had their immigration status through the church, had their job through the church, had promotion through the church, had children through the church, got married through the church, got bonus through the church, one of them out of the ten came back with a loud voice and glorified God. Out of ten, 
one came back to say thank you. Look at your neighbor and say, what a tragedy. Say ten people got their breakthrough from Jesus, from the ministry, but only one returned to glorify God. Tell your neighbor that is an error. Your error is not coming properly. That is what? That is what? That is what? Only one came back with a loud voice to glorify God and fell down on his face at his feet. He and gave him thanks. See, he returned back to the ministry to give thanks. Shout amen. And the Bible says, and he was a Samaritan, which means that the others were not. It's likely that the others were Jews and only the Samaritan came back to say thank you. And Jesus, a stranger, is the one who came to say thank you. A foreigner is the one who returned to say thank you. Look at your name and say, where are the nine? And Jesus answered and said, were there not ten healed? But where are the nine? Where are the what? <laughs> the nine. Then he said, there are not, Jesus speaking, there are not found, there are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. So Jesus was expecting that at least if it is his people, so it's likely that the others were his people. Because to describe somebody as a stranger, that means he's not one of you. So he was surprised that it was actually a stranger who came back to say thank you in church at the anniversary. The outsider is actually the one who came to say thank you. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made you whole. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, Taking time out to give God thanks is very important. So you who have made it into this room right here, and those of you who are watching online across the nations of the earth, you've made the right decision. Psalm 96 verse 8, it says, Give unto the Lord. Now watch this. Jesus was very, very particular. Jesus was actually surprised that only one person came back to say thank you. And the Bible says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Has God been good to anybody in this room? I said, has God been good to anybody in this room? Has God used this church to do something in your life? Let me see your hand. Is there anybody in the house who says God has been good to me? He says, give glory unto the Lord. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Then he says, bring an offering. Everybody say, bring an offering. When you are coming to town. Now, one of the reasons why. Let me finish reading this scripture. Psalm 96. He said, give unto the Lord the glory. So, open your mouth and say, I give glory to God. That is, that is open your mouth and thank him. That's one part. Then after that, he said what? Bring an offering. And then come into his courts. So, saying thank you, showing up to say thank you, whether in a physical building or in wherever it is, to thank him for all he has done is one aspect. Then he said, bring an offering. Then come into his courts, where he is, so you can talk business. It's a process. Give thanks is one thing. Bringing an offering is another. Coming into his court, and then you can come into his courts. Offerings gives you access to God's courts. Your amen has gone. 
<laughs> now listen, listen, listen to me. Lift up your head and watch this handsome man. This month, I intend to show you some secrets that I've, I've been trading for 20 years. I don't share this very often, not in our church. I often share it outside. But I feel strongly impressed to share these things with you this month before you enter 2021. Are you here? Yes. Nobody is stealing anything from you. Anything we share on this platform is to help you, not help me. Because if I've been practicing what I'm coming to teach you for 20 years, then it's not you I've been waiting for to do what I'm coming to teach you. So I want to settle anything you hear in this pulpit, this whole man, is not for my benefit but for your benefit. And it's one of the, um, it's one of the expressions of gratitude. To, you see, very often people say thank you. Now, thank you is one thing. Doing, when you are married, Saying thank you to your wife for cooking and doing certain things is not enough. There are times when you must bring... Did you listen to the marriage 101 and on Wednesday? Are you aware singles in the house and watch? Are you aware that now every Wednesday I'm preaching to singles? And then every first Saturday of the month I'm preaching to married couples. And we discovered the five love languages. One of the love languages is words of affirmation. Second is personal touch. Third is... Physical touch, physical touch. Why marry someone you can't touch? Let's move on from there. We'll come there later. Third one is gifts. Women like gifts. Women like gifts. Guess who else also likes gifts? God. Bring an offering. Thank you. I heard your thank you, but bring an offering. Your amen has gone. Men also like gifts. But you see, that was quieter. The women's were louder. Women, do you like gifts? Your father, God, likes gifts. That's why he said, when you say thank you, that's one thing. He says, bring an offering. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> you see, these, these are subjects that not all pastors are bold enough to teach because of the, 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 the lack of the returns of amens. But this month, you will understand some things. One of the things I'll be teaching is, what actually do you want? What do you want? Listen, ladies in the house, if you want um, goat stew, what meat do you go to the shop to buy? Lamb stew. Corned beef stew. So what you want is what determines what you do to get that thing. There are different things you can get from God. But there are things you must do to be able to get that thing that you are looking from God. Am I talking to somebody in the house? So he says, give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Then bring an offering. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy 8. Look at your name and say, I'm getting understanding. And tell your neighbor, nobody is cheating me. Nobody is about to take anything from me. Actually, I'm being taught how to receive more from God. Shout a better amen. When you are going to give God thanks, he tells you there's a procedure that you must follow. There's a procedure, procedure. Deuteronomy chapter 8, 7 to 18. He says, for the Lord thy God, watch this. The Lord thy God brings you into a good land. Like God has brought many of you into good lands or into this nation he said, the Lord thy God brings you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, 
of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive and honey, a land where you will eat bread without scarcity. Thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron out of whose hills thou may dig brass. Watch this. When I bring you into all these things. Now, once again, let me ask everybody, has God done something for somebody this year? Has God done something for somebody in this house? Over the years, he said, when you have eaten and are full, thou shalt do what? Bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given to you. In other words, don't forget to bless God. Then he says, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which have commanded you, lest when thou hast eaten and are full and hast built godly houses, goodly houses and mansions, and you are dwelling in those nice houses in the UK or wherever you're watching from, when your heads and your flocks and your fridge and your refrigerator and your wardrobes and your car and cabinets are full, your silver and your gold is multiplied, your pounds and your euros. And when I've multiplied you, then you lift up your heart and say, it is the might of my hand, my connections, that brought me my citizenship. That brought me where I am. Then he says, remember, it is the Lord thy God that gives you power to get. He says, you shall remember the Lord thy God. Everybody say, remember God. What are we doing today? Remembering God. He said, when you have come into your promised land, don't say it is the might of my hand that got me this world. But it is he that gives you what? Power to get wealth. Look at your neighbor and say, everything I have. He gave it to me. And I'm here to return the thanks. In words, in singing, in dance, in songs, in presence, and in deeds. Shout Amen. So let's close out with this. Number one, write this down. The lame man, beautiful gate. We're looking at proofs of gratitude. Saying thank you is not enough. You must prove it. When God brings you into a good land. God has preserved us as a church for 25 years. And we are here to give God time. The good news is we are going to be celebrating God for three Sundays. So, three Sundays we are giving God thanks. And we are expressing it in word and in deed to ensure everybody is given the opportunity to give God thanks in their own way. Did I hear amen? The lame man at the beautiful gate. Acts chapter 3 verse 1 to 10. What are some of the proofs of gratitude? I said I'm grateful to God for 25 years. Okay, then God asked, what is the proof of your gratitude? The lame man at the beautiful gate. Bible says, Acts chapter 3 verse 5 to 9. I'm giving you now examples of proofs in the scriptures about how to show gratitude to God. There are ways in which you prove your gratitude besides words. Hallelujah. Is somebody in the house with me? I believe you are listening. The lame man at the beautiful gate. And he gave heed. Watch this. Peter, lift up your head for a minute. Peter and John uh, went into uh, those, what we call the hour of prayer. So they were on their way into the temple to pray. And at the 
front of the building or the church was this lame man. And the Bible says he was asking for alms, asking for alms. Anybody that came through the church door, he would stretch his hand and say, can you give me something to eat? And the Bible says, uh, Peter and John looked at this gentleman and said, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, do we give unto you? Then they said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So this gentleman who was lame and a beggar, was healed in the name of Jesus by Peter and John at the front of the church door. Are you with me? And the Bible said, the moment, the Bible says, and he took him, Peter took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And watch this. When he received his healing, look at what he did as a sign of gratitude. Everybody say, sign of gratitude. Say, proof of gratitude. And he, leaping up, stood and walked, and watched this, entered with them into the church building. Walking and leaping and praising God, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. So, when this gentleman got his healing, what was the first place he went to? Talk to me. I, didn't, I don't intend to scream and shout today. I'm just teaching. <laughs> I want you to understand what I'm telling you very simply and then you practice it, and then God blesses you. Is an amen there. Tell your neighbor, we are not fighting. Say, we are learning. Hallelujah. Are you with me? He, leaping up, stood, walked, and entered into the temple. So, the first place this person went out of gratitude was into the church, not away from church. So, when you get your breakthrough, what do you do? You go into the church to give God Second example, Peter's mother-in-law. Everybody say, Peter's mother-in-law. Matthew chapter 8, verse 14 to 15. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his mother's, his, his wife's mother laid sick of fever. And Jesus touched her hand, and the fever left her. Watch what she did after she got her healing. She arose, went into the kitchen, and ministered to them. She went and cooked for Jesus and his disciples. As a sign of what? Her gratitude. So you see these people. They didn't just say thank you. They acted after the thank you. Am I hearing your amen? Luke chapter 8 verse 1 to 3. And it came to pass afterward. That he went throughout every city and village. Preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. That's Jesus. And the twelve disciples were with him. And certain women. Everybody say certain women. Say certain women. Ask your neighbor where were the men. But the men are in the house. I said the men are in the house. In this particular situation. He said and certain women. Watch this again. I'm giving you proofs of things you must do. When you are grateful to God. Or to a church. Are you there with me? And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. One of them, Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. So Jesus cast seven devils out of this woman. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others. Watch what they did after they were healed. Who ministered, who gave financially unto Jesus' ministry out of their substance. Everybody say proofs of gratitude. As a proof of gratitude. In every seed is a forest.
And in every follower is a leader. Leaders are not born, but Leaders Are Raised is an insightful book by one of the leading authorities on leadership, Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. People are not disadvantaged, they are just ignorant things. Shows you some of the steps and qualitative processes involved in how leaders evolve through nurture and development. Leaders are not born, millionaires are not born, wealthy people are not born, they are made. You become what you want to be by the choices you make in life. You are not born rich. I mean, from your mother's womb, on your face, rich. System, rich. You may have been born to rich parents, but you were not born rich on your face. You became rich by things you did, or became poor by the things you did or did not do. You see, it's all about choices. Live here and start making some changes. What kind of future do you see? Paint your pictures from the scriptures. Pick your future. What kind of business do you want? Ordinary business, like everybody else, or the one that people travel far and near to look for. Leaders are not born, but leaders are raised in an insightful book by Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. Available in paperback and on Kindle. Please call 0208-689-6010 or visit www.houseofjuda.org.uk and order your copy today.